You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to 40 Something Podcast, Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40 Something's Podcast, and we're back again with another episode. We're at 55 now, right on May 15th. That's got to be some numerology thing going on. But yeah, 40 Something's Podcast has dropped 55 podcasts. And we're back here with another episode. And uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the Summer summer Camp Music Festival and how the festivals are going to be coming back this summer, summer 2021. Uh, we're pulling out of this, and uh, this has been a great, historically a great festival that place, takes place right in the mid-mess out on the prairie in Chillicothe, Illinois. It's going to be August 20th, 21st, 22nd, 2021. That's going to be three days of Mo, three days of Umphreys McGee with Ween, Billy, Strings. Uh, we're going to have Sound Tribe there, Sound Tribe Sector 9, Grizz, Rez, Tipper, the Wood Brothers, Lettuce, Sfangle, the Floozies, Twitter. Dude, that's twiddle. Do you even twiddle, bro? And speaking of which, uh, 40 Something's podcast, Valley had hit some kind of jam 15 in northeast Pennsylvania and was out and about all over that festival. You might have seen him out promo in the 40 Something's podcast and uh, getting real comfortable with the blood or two down on in effect. Uh, so he actually came into one of the uh, one of the one. Uh, story makers of the scene dr hank finkel author and thinker out on the scene uh, on the grounds there up in schuylkill haven at some kind of jam 15 valley caught up with him invited him to an interview and here it is right here on the 40 something's podcast and we are super grateful right now to have one of my favorite people in the world. He is a father, a husband, he's a son, a brother, he's an uncle, he's a holistic chiropractor, a doctor at that, an ordained minister, he's a teacher and a light worker. He is also an author, a community leader, an activist, and a mentor to so many people. And I'm totally not trying to embarrass him, but uh, I am absolutely privileged to in, to welcome Dr. Hank Finkel. <laughs> Dr. Hank, thank you so much for coming. And we're going to talk about some really great things that have happened recently, including Jibber Jazz, which we've been nothing but talking about here. And we're also going to talk about your new book, which I've read several times, a few times to my daughter, Am I Still the Ocean by Dr. Hank Finkel, illustrations by Shannon Haney. We're going to get into all that. So I'm just glad. Thank you for sharing your time with me. It's good to be back amongst people. That festival was great seeing people sitting here with you. That's amazing. Person to person, face to face. Uh, oh my beautiful. gosh. Thank you so much for coming out. This is the first uh, in-person Excited. interview we've had ever. So Super. there we go. Yeah, it's great, man. But uh, so let's go into the book first and and we'll all, and we're going to parlay into that after that, how you actually did book readings over at Gibber Jazz. And we're going to talk so much about Gibber Jazz in the weekend that we experienced. Uh, but am I still the ocean? Children's book, yep. but it is not just for children. It is somebody that even somebody who is looking for any kind of growth and really understanding about their position in the world, it's brilliant. I've been saying it's its a life lesson disguised as a children's book. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Where did the inspiration come from? When did you say, I'm going to do this? Uh, 
Well, past few years, uh, in December, I take a couple of weeks and I think about my intentions for the next year. Rather than, I don't, I don't do resolutions, but I think about what I'd like to accomplish. And in uh, December 2019, it struck me that I would be turning 60 in 2020. And by the way, you look, this guy, if you were a woman of any side or even a man who are into men, you would take Hank, who's probably tw almost 20 years my senior, you would take him every day and three times on Sunday because they were resting well, after thank Shabbat, the thank, Sabbath, obviously. Thank you very kindly. But yeah, so I realized it was going to be a milestone and I realized I should do something on my bucket list to take some of the sting out of turning 60. So uh, I sat and I realized I knew a book was on my list of some other things and, and book rose to the top and I thought this is the year I wrote the book. I knew there was a, I had something in me, I didn't know exactly what and over the past three years people Maybe three, four people I've known, a patient here or there, a friend, have gotten the book done. And each time I'm like, that is awesome, they did it. I'm like, one day I'm going to do it, one day I'm going to do it. And I realized this year is, meaning last year, 2020, is when I got to do it. Then I made a list of maybe six different types of books, a health book, a children's book was on there, um, a compendium of short funny stories. I have some short stories I've written. Um, I thought I'd write a few more and maybe do a funny book like that, but I didn't know. And then one day during um, meditation, it just, like this whole thing came to me, beginning, middle, and end, and soon as I got up, I'm like, I, I, I couldn't wait to like spill it onto the paper. It, it like spilled out complete. Like some people can write a song like that. Some it takes two weeks or two months. This came out in about an hour, and as soon as it was done, I thought, all right, it's a cute story. If my niece Shannon will do some artwork, and she's the first one I thought of. We'll see if we can make this a family project and make a book to leave something behind. And she loved it and read it to her kids and she found time and that's where it came from. And the, by the way, it's cool. And you think about short, you think about children's books, you think of, you know, three or four sentences and that's it. There's some, this is not, it's an easy book to read if you are a child. However, it's some deep stuff in here. It's layered. And, and my... I realized it was, like I said earlier, like a life lesson disguised as a children's book. And my, from the start, my, my secret fantasy with it was that people would be reading it to their kids and have that, ah, like, ah, ah, I'm the wave. Like, while the kid's, like, dozing off, they're realizing what this is all about and the deeper meaning of the story. Without spoiling, it's about connection. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to get into it in a little bit. We had a couple of readings you did at Jibber Jazz Festival. Which was awesome. So, uh, but still in the book. So you had your niece in mind the entire time. Was this something no, that... No, not until it was complete and I realized, hmm, this is a legit story. And this, you know, if it was punched up with some artwork, it might work. 
so. But she had three kids at the time. Now she has four. I didn't know if she would have time to do it. And I don't know if I would have pursued another artist if she had said no. I don't know that I would have. <laughs> Originally, it was supposed to just be like something to leave behind for like my kids and grandkids yeah. and like a family legacy. Which is good enough, by the way. Which would be good e enough. I mean, I work with my hands. What I do is wholesome, energetic. I know I touch people, like literally and figuratively, and it means something. Yet, once they're feeling better, it dissipates. They forget me, and, and after years, I forget that. It, it, it's intangible. It's important, but it's intangible, and this is tangible and will outlive me, which fulfills me. And and I'll tell you what, looking through it, the illustration and the book itself, just a beautiful balance. You have one, usually typically you have one page with this beautiful setting of how, basically you start here, you go here in terms of how an ocean can just be pretty much everything. Just like maybe, <laughs> you know, it depends on what your meaning takes you. Because what's cool about this, and, and tell me this was intentional, you say it's multi-layer, was it intentional to be able to figure out what metaphor you're going for on this entire thing. How intentional was that point of the story? Um, I don't, it came to me at, I saw the beauty in using the water cycle. That energy changes, but doesn't, dissipate and and that was what I, I I was trying to get across you know that we change we go through yes. life we change but we're always connected to our source um, but it's not like I considered other metaphor that was the metaphor that that's the story came out with that metaphor so cool it was intentional but not I didn't consider any others it's like subtly yeah. yeah so there wasn't like all right maybe I will use a different right. A different element, so to speak. Right, which I'm, which I'm struggling with now with a second story. I, I wrote a second story, and I liked it, and it's a nice. I thought it was a nice companion piece to this, and I sent it to Shannon, my artist, and she read it to the kids, and they liked it. And she said, "Go find me some source artwork," which is how we worked. I would find pictures, and then she would paint a similar picture. So it was still my vision, but. Her vision of my vision. Absolutely. Sense. It was basically Robert Hunter and Jerry. Yeah, yeah we were working together, which I love too, because I love her and she moved to Georgia and this keeps us together more than we absolutely would have been if we didn't have this project. So she said, go find some source artwork for this second story. And, as a, and the story was called The Acorn and the Oak Tree. And I'll let you read it at some point. Yeah. But as I'm looking for this, the, through images of acorns and oak trees, a book cover pops up called The Acorn and the Oak Tree, and I'm like, uh-oh. Somebody <laughs> wrote the same story. And again, I guess it was just a good metaphor for growth and, and 
that's what that story was about growth and, and you know becoming who you are who you're meant to be and she wrote the same story and to the point where I looked at her publishing date to see if I read it to my kids and had forgotten it like a yeah. George Harris yeah. kind of situation but she wrote it when my kids were in their 20s and it, we just did a mind melt there was did you did you ever see Stripes with Bill yeah, Murray? Yeah, he references that. I don't know when I don't know if it's actually referenced this specific book. He references I when he's when his girlfriend is breaking up with him early in that movie. I am the acorn who will become the mighty oak. Oh really? Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. That's wild. <laughs> so I wonder if she remembers that. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Bill Murray was the genesis of all yeah. of it. But that's, it's a good metaphor. That's why I. It's, I, I it, there's going to be another one, and yeah. you know, um, was there a specific going? And I'm going to kind of dive into the book if you don't mind. Sure. Was there concern with look? You got a, for for a quote unquote children's book. You got some words here, man. That was intentional. Yeah, I try to make. Uh, I wanted to make kids stretch and, and ask questions, and you know that was, that part was definitely intentional. A spawn, or um, yeah, there are a few words in there that. I, I hope kids will, you know, will ask questions about or dig deeper. That's incredible because a lot of times you don't get that from an author. You know, they just want to get their book out, have nice pictures, nice simple. You really make, as we said before, not just the ch child who's learning it. You are making the reader think too. It was an. I actually got a quick story. I read this book. I don't know if I told you this. You sent it to me gratefully. Uh, I'm very grateful. You sent it to me via email well before it was published. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I read it on a beach in New Jersey while nice. my daughter was playing in oh, the actual great. ocean. How wild is that? And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. And we were actually interacting because I was getting some – but I wanted to read it. I usually don't want to be on my phone. You were having the aha. I was – what is going on? While my daughter, my – you know, pick no, pick a portion. Yeah, my yeah. my yeah. portion. You know, wave. my wave. Yeah. Exactly, my ocean, my wave. And then it's and we're not going to give any more out. But it's incredible where you take a. And the other part about this book, how much did you want to include science into this? Well, that's that's my. I, I consider it like my wheelhouse, like where science meets the woo woo or the spiritual, and because more and more every, every week. With, especially with quantum physics and, and things coming coming out, like that Venn diagram, those two circles are overlapping more and more. I mean, science is supporting the spirituality or the however you want to put it. You know, so that's that's where I like to spend my time thinking about things. You know what I mean? The great connection of science and art yeah. and, and humanity. And creativity and God and all of it. Right. It's the overlap. Yeah. And so, and that book definitely does this completely. How long did it take to your book to get published? How, what was the process of getting it published? So that, that's good. Um, so I had that thought in December and the story came to me in early January 2020. I sent it to Shannon, and uh, she agreed to start doing artwork. And it took her about six months, probably into June, July, to get them all done. And, of course, COVID hit, so I had plenty of time to um, be at home. And all I did was watch videos and... <laughs> listen to podcasts about self-publishing 
And I, I didn't know any of it. I just, like, I was one step ahead of myself, like, listening and then doing the next step. And I um, asked a patient, I, like I said, a patient of mine had published a book, so I asked her, how do I get her artwork and my words merged? Like, who, who, how does that magic happen? And she gave me the name of a woman, I call her the facilitator, and she edited, she did my cover artwork, she did the layout of the inside, um, like I told her what words I wanted to correspond with what picture, but she made the actual uh, e-file. And then for like an extra 15 bucks, she just uploaded it to Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and like all the online sites. So she did all the magic after the artwork and the words were written. Yeah, kind of the producer of it. If, if you're a musical cat, you're going to get into that. Right. Um, is right. that in, and that's also your friend wrote a book, Patient. And by the way, so many talented people, if you haven't known, that have interacted with this man, by the way. It's not just... John, John Sten from Jibber Jazz put a book out um, of poetry, lyrics, little... I have that in the, I think it's in the car. I can show you after the interview, but... Um, Good friend of the show. We'll definitely get, get that his, out. His book, what's that called? Um, something of a Caveman. Stories of a Caveman. Confessions of a Caveman, I think. And he goes by the name John Stenbo. I love that. Stenbach. Like yeah. Stenbach. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a book out now, too. It's uh, and, and Amber. I love Amber. And Amber went a different route. She did the... Um, she she did uh, GoFundMe. That's enough. I didn't even think of that when I was doing mine. I think Stacy did one of those too. Stacy may have. I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's it, it's just beautiful yeah. how a community so, can hold us up. Right. And and that's if you're listening that and feeling stuck or want to wondering how it happened, it's doable. Get get your art out there one way or the other. Whether you have to raise the money first or just get the art first and and find your way afterward. Technology today, anybody can go from A to Z all the way. Whether you're going to be rich and famous from it is another question. But you can feel like a completed artist. No, you're one of No, 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 feel, feel and be. You, you become a complete artist. Yeah, and that you're exactly right. And that's a lot of people are afraid because they really put too much value on am I going to be famous? Am I going to be recognized? And once you lose the worry of having that audience and you, you get to be authentic, your authentic self, that's or how you for grow. Our sake. Yes. For no other reason than you have it in there and you want to express it, which is what we're here to do. That's, as people, as humans. <laughs> exactly. And we talk about this on the show a lot. We talk about the two paths during what COVID can create for you. We have a pesky dog in the neighborhood. I apologize. Um, you can go two ways. You could have gone the, the fear, security, doing the things that may not be serving your best self. Or you can be the conscious creator mm -hmm. and be your best self. And a lot of people have gone the wrong way. That's COVID or not COVID. That's people... That's always people's choice, and it's it's there, and people hold themselves back, or or go for it. But it, 
that choice is always there. Absolutely. Um, and the book, you got it published, you read it in an hour. I want to get into that because I have things, and guys, again, this is not a... The brown bear has a blue... It's about a thousand words. It's not uh, a novel. No, but it's a no. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it, it holds together. It, it has its lesson. Mm-hmm. What I, yeah, absolutely. And what you love about it is it's not over the top in terms of... Yeah, that's what we're talking about. This is something a child can understand completely. And that's intentional, too. I don't want to preach. I don't want to... I, I want them to f- discover and feel that connection. I don't want to say, you're connected. Whether you're <laughs> the ocean, a wave, or a raindrop, you're connected. Like, experience and feel it, you know? No, absolutely. What kind of reaction have you gotten Over- from people? <laughs> Let's get into that. All right. You see the goosebumps on yeah. his body right now, folks. So he is very... <laughs> This is mind-blowing to me because it's the, like I said earlier, it's the first tangible thing I've put out there. I've put some photographs out and that's always nice, but um, this felt different. And now this, because of COVID, I wrote it in January. And like I said, it took until maybe July till we had the artwork and then July and August to get it the I, I don't know when I said I probably sent it to you around August. I was starting to send to a few early readers. Yeah, you were at the beach. Yep. And people liked it. But they were friends and family. And I'm like, okay, but I'm getting some good feedback. And it was only originally meant for friends and family, so it was good. I'm glad people were digging it. Um, but the, it, it, and then it, I released it in September. And I didn't get to do much of this. There were no podcasts that were, you know, I wasn't doing live events or able to read it to a group of people. Um, And for the first time in my life, I had that, what it must feel like to put out an album or something, like a delay, like, you know, it's coming out next year, but you did the work this year. And then you get the reviews, and man, it was such a rush. It was great. People loved it. Teachers and and people. I always had the target group, like moms and dads would be reading it at bedtime to a six, seven, eight, nine-year-old. Maybe six, seven, eight. But teachers are loving it and reading it to their classrooms. Um, people are buying it for gifts for high school students and college graduates. Like, because it's a, a book of change, they're the ones who open my eyes that it's really a life lesson and not just a kid's book, that they're giving it to people going through changes in their life. And that thrilled me so much. Like, I, I had it in that, a narrow pigeonhole that it's a book for this group. But now it's... People are finding their own message and, and expanding on all of that, so it's thrilling. And what's cool about books like this, folks, if you, if you don't know, I mean, this is you talk about the Velveteen Rabbit or I Love You So Much. There's these books that they don't come out and they are big sellers. This is something that this is going to be true in 50 years. This is going to be true in 100 years. This was true 300 years ago. It's a slice of truth. It's it's slice of truth, and like you said before, it is, and it says it right on the back. You know, it's it's very thought provoking for 
all ages, and it can be, and it's very um, easily processed by all by most ages. And obviously. it's beautiful, or it's something we all know inherently. We forget it all the time, and we just need to be reminded. We're, we're always connected to, to our source. We are spiritual beings having this human experience, but ultimately we are part of something bigger than this little experience we're having. And the more connections you can create is where it's at. And it, right, or just feel it. It's not. You don't have to create it. It's there. You just have to allow yourself to recognize it and feel it and flow with it. Tap into yeah, it, baby. Tap into, into it. it. Yeah. And so that's great. And again, the book is Am I Still the Ocean? Dr. Hank Finkel. Illustrations by Shannon Haney. Hey, so do you want to read the dedication? Am I Still the Ocean is dedicated to all the teachers who have shown up for me throughout my life, formal and informal, in school and not in school. With my deepest gratitude, I include school teachers, professors, camp counselors, scout leaders, and coaches, as well as my family and soul tribe leaders. First and foremost, of course, to my very first teachers, my father, Mickey, my mother, Mary, and my Nana, Goldie. And I include my one grandparent, my Nana Goldie, because uh, my, my grandfather, my, the other three died at an early age, and she moved in with us and re helped raise us. It was like three parents, so. Are, are the, is she still with us? No, 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 no. She, yeah, yeah, she died um, in the 80s. Yeah, oh, okay. A while ago, I'm over it. But, but, I, mean, yeah. I miss her, but you know. It's, oh, no, I, I yeah, when, hey, she, this part of life, man. <laughs> checking out, we we're all going to check out one right, day. We know, right, she's part of I'm back, yeah. I'm still scared of death of it, but you know. Nah, she's so you were able to read this amazing book for children and mm -hmm. festival goers alike at Jibber Jazz Music Festival. And when we come back, we're going to get into all of that and the wonderful experiences we had this weekend. But I want everybody out there right now, check out Dr. Hank Finkel's book. Am I Still the Ocean by Dr. Hank Finkel? And illustrations by Shannon Hain is available now on Amazon, anywhere you can get books, and hankfinkel.com. It is a thought-provoking layered look at the spiritual aspects of water cycle through the perspective of an epic adventure. A little bit of zen, a little bit of science, the story invites the reader's imagination and reflection using themes of connection, change, and renewal. Stunning watercolor images crafted by the author's niece engage the reader and set a dreamy visual tone. This book makes a wonderful introduction to meditation and spiritual awakening. It will be treasured to launch conversations about the bigger themes of life. Check out Am I Still the Ocean by Dr. Hank Finkel and illustrations by Shannon Haney. That overlap. I guess the clarity was oh, just, he's kind of, he's been a guy that I don't know him, but he's been similar to a kind of mentor. I love his yeah, ideas. Yeah. Just a lot of guys. Like, I'm finding inspiration everywhere lately. Yeah, it's great, it's, isn't it? Once, but science backs that shit up. Yeah. Once you start thinking a particular way, you're forming neural connections and neural loops and like memories or any other thoughts the more you think it the more you have it you don't think things you forget them those neural loops break down so you're finding inspiration everywhere which means you're going to find 
more inspiration. <laughs> you want more. It's like a drug almost because right. where is it? It's the same right. thing with kindness. It's the same thing, folks. Try, go out of your way to be kind every single day and go out of your way not to complain. Life you get what You get what you're putting. And there's a part of the brain that... And when you don't think things, you forget them. Those neural loops break down. So you, you're finding inspiration everywhere, which means you're going to find more inspiration. <laughs> you want more. It's like a drug almost because right. like, where is it? It's the same right. thing with kindness. It's the same thing, folks. It's try, go out of your way to be kind every single day and go out of your way not to complain. Life you get what You get what you're putting. And there's a part of the brain that that is in charge of that. And it's called the reticular activating system. And it filters in more of what you're looking for. And it thinks what you're looking for is what you're talking about. And with, if you're talking about good stuff, it's gonna find you more good stuff. If you're talking about bad stuff, it thinks you want more of that and will find more of that for you. So it's, it's almost like your body's own personal algorithm that's like the Facebook. Yes, like, yes, so wow. When you talk a... about it, it's like your body's own personal yeah, algorithm. Wow. I love that. <laughs> the beautiful Kelly Williams has joined us, by the way, for the second part Nicely of this beautiful done. interview. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, she's, she's, you're picking up what I'm putting oh, down. Yeah, I'm picking up. <laughs> yeah, Kelly's going to join us here for the second part of our interview. Hey, Kelly, you're looking Hi. beautiful as always. Always. So, got my second vaccine today. I'm feeling pretty good about it. And I'm excited that we're going to get this COVID behind us and... Yeah, and, we, and before we get too much into Dr. Hanker now, don't forget we are going to be we are going to be recording live from Summer Camp Music Festival, Chillicothe, Illinois. Oh, how cool! We are, That's awesome. We are super excited about that. We, everyone knows the band's on Freeze Mo, J Rad. It's going to wow. be amazing. Ooh, it's going to be nice. Have you ever been to Summer Camp? No, it's it's a hike. It's a little far for me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's still far for me, but I'm going to do it probably one last. Yeah, time. well, you're taking your 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 coworker here. Oh you know, God. you got a reason to go. Partner. Speaking of music festivals, we're going to get into Jibber Jazz now. Oh, yeah. And our local. Our local. Yeah, and think about this. And way, this is not music. a. These are national acts he gets. This is not like, okay, five local bands at your friend Jimmy's farm. This is something that is professionally done. They know what they're doing. But yeah, what a, a weekend of healing, of love. And you have been one of the forefathers of this jibber jazz scene to a certain extent. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. I, I, you might be overselling me. I, I just have been an early supporter since I started uh, my, I don't know, however many years, 15 years. What is this? Some kind of jam 15? 15. So uh, I, I started with uh, some kind of jam three was my first jibber jazz event. And, uh, I just saw the beauty of it right away. I mean, so I uh, glommed onto and ingratiated myself and said, I'm never leaving this group. And I've been, I think, I think to every one of their events since then. That's incredible. I, you've been to every Jibber Jazz event? I, I think since three. Since every since summer, some, kind of, some kind of jam or every Jibber Jazz event? I think, uh, I'm, I. Now that I'm thinking about it, I may have missed a couple of meeting of the minds along the way. But I try to get that since since that first some kind of jam, I try to get to everyone. If I can, I do. <laughs> it's that much fun. It's that 
fulfilling on every level, spiritual, musical, community, it just, it's something special there. So give me your first impression. We're, we're talking some kind of jam three. I don't know if you can remember back this far. Give so me your here's what story. happened. I, what was that, that um, 12 years ago? Mm -hmm. So I was just, uh, just, my kids were just becoming fully grown and I could reemerge <laughs> as, a, as a person from uh, being a parent. If that, Even though you're you going to be a soon-to-be grandfather, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yes, that. that's true. Yeah, awesome. and I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, but my kids were grown to the point where I could go away for a weekend on my own. And two friends of mine who did not know each other were from completely different circles both approached me about this party up in the Lehigh Valley with 40 bands and you know it's going to be a blast and I thought wow if he's saying it and she's saying it it's got to be the same party and I knew right away it was the same you know I, I just felt it um, and uh, one of those two people her boyfriend was in a band the happy dog I don't know if you remember I that. Remember the happy, the happy dog. dog. Uh, he, he was the bassist in Happy Dog, and she said, "You should come up. Keith's band is playing, and and I like them." And I thought, when the other friend said, "Let's go," I thought, "I'm going." My wife gave me the okay, you know. I said, "I'm going to a music festival." Happy so, was good. <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah, they were great. Yeah. Um, that was my first festival besides the Philadelphia Folk Festival, which was like the only game in town forever. Um, been on tour, you know, following the dead on tour and going to the Philadelphia Folk Festival, but there were no, really no other festivals during the 80s, as far as I know, and, you know, and I kept my ear to the ground, even though I wouldn't have attended anyway, but when I heard about this, I was able to go, and as soon as I got there, it was just great. It was all about the music. It was nonstop, and the bands were great. And the vibe was great, and I didn't know anybody except a couple of people I went with. And um, it's funny, they fell asleep early, probably like 10, 11 o'clock. They didn't pace themselves very well. <laughs> and after midnight, man, things got crazy. Like the hula hoopers started lighting their hoops on fire. <laughs> and like just every, like things happened after midnight and I'm like they're missing all of it man they shouldn't have gone to sleep and it felt so special I just couldn't get enough of it and uh yeah that's, that's <laughs> incredible so you've been to every some kind of jam and most of their other that's uh so yeah. what kind of relationships John and so Aaron? yeah I got to meet John and Aaron and and Joey who, you know the inner crew Todd um they've been so Right from the start, they really were warm to me. They're approachable. They're nice. John, he's just like, he finds the bands that are up and coming. It's, you, you see them close up at one of his events, and then the next year they're playing Peach or uh, Red Camp Rocks. Bisco, Red Rocks, you know, all the cool bands. People 
when I say I'm going to a music festival and they're like, well, who's playing? I'm like, it doesn't matter. This is where you go to learn who's going to be cool next year, or, you know, yeah. and you get a jump. And I always come home with, you know, two, three, what I call take-home bands. I enjoy the whole thing in the moment, but I always feel like I get a couple of bands that I can, like, really check out later and enjoy nice. going forward. And, hear about later too you know well let's get into that yeah. who are some of the bands that you discovered at, from some kind of jam jibber jazz that you have become a, just a monster fan of cabinet okay obviously right cabinet was a big one um turquoise that's the one i was gonna say turquoise i love like i can't get enough of when i was they... playing on your way in you <laughs> i didn't notice that i was excited to see it um yeah who else um Magic Beans was great. Magic yeah. Beans was great. Like the Yam Yam. I thought that was a favorite one. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, Flux Capacitor. Flux they, Capacitor. I, I see them there and then they're playing Peach. Um, yeah. There were so, there's so many. Yeah, exactly. You have so many top notch. I liked what? I liked Tentacles. Osric Tentacles. Um, the Budos band I really liked. Um, yeah, it's just great. And uh, so. They were always warm to me, and they made me feel welcomed, even though it, I felt like, because it was, it felt like the middle of Pennsylvania, and I would go up there, and they'd say, where are you from? And I'd say, Collegeville, we don't know it. King of Prussia, we don't know, like, I felt far away, for, and they all knew each other, but they were very welcoming, and um, uh, I would submit photographs, I would take pictures, I, I, I didn't consider myself a photographer per se, but I walked around with a camera and would give them photographs and they would use them on their website and stuff. And then I show up on time and they had a laminate for me and gave me all access pass and made me their, one of their photographers along with Carl McWherther. Um, and that, as we talk about like creativity wise, like it was like, like the Wizard of Oz, it's like I had it inside me all along, but once they bestowed that laminate on me, it was like giving the scarecrow his diploma or giving the, <laughs> the Tin Man his heart. Like it was there, but now, it, now it's official. I'm a, I'm a photographer. Yeah. And, and that parlayed into me eventually doing other festivals like Mountain Jam and Lockin and like, yeah. I felt like an artist, because of the boost they gave me, I'll never be able to thank them enough. And I, and I said to them recently on a, a Facebook, just after this festival, I, I, I said, you think you're just play, putting music up on a stage, but you, it's like an artist factory. You're giving people inspiration, room to experiment, find their craft, hone their craft and mm -hmm. art and find their flow. It's beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, you have, you're exactly right. And it's not just music. The vendors, we have a $60 beautifully hand-sewn made hat that this woman spent hours making perfect. She was so grateful that yeah. we bought it. That's just one thing. She I, found her passion. Yeah. It, and it brings people together. Curator, appreciate passion. A curator of marijuana from Maine sold us about an ounce of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. Those are jokes. It was but. CBD. It was all CBD. <laughs> all CBD all they time. actually were giving away free CBDs. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. But absolutely, I'm just, for me, yeah, I love now it. you look at it, how, to 
me, this particular event was such a release because we've been pent up. We missed last year. Yeah, here in yeah, yeah, yeah. You could feel it, and you could see it in the size of the crowd. So you got it was you, huge. You only missed two Jibber Jazz. In some kind of jam. Out. Energetically, where does this one rank, and does it compare to any other one? Um. Well, I can only speak about it how how it struck me, and yes. like everybody else, I was pent up and like sprung from a cage too. Like <laughs> I was so excited. So and I think for the first time and and Kelly and I were talking about this before we got on air. I think for the first time it was more about seeing each other and spending time with each other than it was about the music. Yeah. And it's always about the music. It, yeah, it, it was our isolation break. It was like it was, we were free to yeah. be in the field and be who we are. And, and see each other. And, hug. Yeah. and the people were respectful. There were Everybody was like, I'm hugging, you hugging, yeah. I'm back, you open for a hug. Like, yeah. and, and, and we were outdoors, it felt safe, it felt good <laughs> it felt normal it, it, it felt normal. it did feel normal yeah, yeah it felt normal and i'll take it a step further I, I we had a really good spot where we can hear the music <laughs> right from. wait 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 hold your thought like applying the the label normal to a jibber jazz <laughs> festival in and of itself is like yeah. really a funny thing yeah. but, but shows you how far from normal we've been yeah. uh, and for so long and happily far from normal yeah. happily far. celebrating it uh, uh, you know for me I actually will take it a step further I absolutely appreciated the community more than I ever had this past time around people I haven't seen in a, in a year and a half two years in some cases and to feel the love and uh, I really felt like the love was more prominent in this time around the energy the gratitude apparent the love it was apparent and the energy the crowd despite how cold it was despite the winds the crowd brought the energy yeah persevered and had fun the whole time no complaints and we were able and and you gave a great one we're going to have a video uh, in production with Jibber Jazz we are doing a video kind of recapping some kind of jam and we're working on that oh yeah we were able to and you were one of them Thank you so much. Yeah. Really, and you, Tina Spins, are two of my favorite, I believe, were the two favorites I had. We were able to interview all these great stories of this jibber jazz community. We're talking about people, you know, impre- getting impregnated, mm-hmm. conceiving their first child. I we're, did a wedding up there. We're I, talking about people I'm, who performed for the first time as a musician. There was another uh, wedding too. this year. There was a wedding this year. Yeah. I met, I, so I'm an ordained minister. They asked we're me aware. to do Yes, I did. <laughs> your, your pictures in our living room. I thought you were familiar. So they asked me to do a wedding a few years ago, and this past weekend I met the kid from that from marriage. The yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, that was, that yeah. That had to be Jibber Jazz is for lovers. <laughs> that, that was apparent throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, and the gratitude too. We were able to talk to Jenny Franklin, who uh, was one of the volunteers, and she's been in. Jibber Jazz veteran as well and she just was over the moon saying that the energy and the gratitude and the love was yeah. just everything Everybody's we've happy been to be missing back. Yeah. you know yeah. And it, not to get too political but it helps when we're not talking about the president every friggin day too it does help yeah. we can focus on something more important to our yeah. souls um, not that we, stuff's we, so important. we were thirsty 
Oh, we were thirsty. Thanks. So, Dr. Hank, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, for my coming. pleasure. This was fun. Uh, again, folks, we want to talk about it. Am I Still the Ocean by Dr. Hank Finkel. Illustrations by the lovely and beautiful and very talented Shannon Haney. She did an outstanding job. Beautifully balanced. Available lovely. wherever books are sold. Wherever <laughs> books are sold. Um, I got one myself for my daughter. She loved it. My wife loved it. HankFinkel.com. HankFinkel.com. Yes. And um, we can certainly, Dr. Hank is not hard to find. If you have any issues with your back or if you have any spiritual <laughs> things that you might be, uh, might have some issues with, Dr. Hank is a one of the Thank best you. healers you can get. Appreciate He's that. super embarrassed because I'm absolutely putting him over the moon. But I was a professional well, wrestling manager. That's what I do. Uh, thank you. Do you have anything you want to say? You know, no, congratulations just, on I had a wonderful time. Thank you very much. This is a blast. Good to be amongst friends again and appreciate your interest in my interests. So, and let me talk about them and share them. Thank you very much. And we've actually, before we get going, I do have one more question. How has, and how it relates to Jim and Jess, how has, have you been during the pandemic? How, what was your strengths during this thing? Because you seem like you held up really well. Well, one, I'm fortunate. It, I was able to go to work throughout the whole thing. We were deemed essential so you know it impacted I mean I was down to very few patients but those patients were so grateful that I was available um, and it gave me somewhere to go to get out of the house and, and just stay safe. stay yeah just change my scenery a little bit so that and uh, I don't know just one foot in front and I had this project to really study and I had, you know, I felt like I had a lot to learn, and I did learn a lot about put publishing and and uh, promoting. Even though the prom I, I really haven't promoted until now. This is really like the beginning of my promotions for this book. So, I'm so excited yeah, for yeah, yeah. It was an absolute pleasure to have Dr. Hank Finkel again, community leader, activist, <laughs> author. We the whole night soon to be grandfather. Soon to be shout out. That's going to be a great additional do title. We, do we know? We know it's a boy. Okay. But we don't have a name. Bambina, little Bambino, not Bambino. Yeah, for our yep, Italian. Yep. Which is great, exciting for uh, my wife and I. We raised two girls, so now we get a little, you know, testosterone experience. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little wilder, I, I hear. Yeah, I'm yeah. Blessed. I don't have a daughter, so I'm good. Yeah, boys look wild. We <laughs> <laughs> were wild once. We have a book to read anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Hank. Am I guys. still the ocean? Dr. Hank Finkel and Shannon Haney. Thank you so much. Bless Thank you. you. And much love, brother. Thank, Thank you. you.